0: i uh-huh.
1: Treasure chest Golden grand piano My beauty focus E.O.U Ooh, you Oh, I believe it all My acres of land I've achieved It may be hard for you to Stop and believe But for you Oh, you Oh, I believe it all Ooh, for you Oh, TV door and Give me one good reason why I should never make a change and Baby if you owe me then all of this Will go away My many artifacts, the list goes on If you just say the words out, I'll open and run all to you Adivido Over you Ooh Ooh Adivido Give me one good reason why I should never Make a change Baby if you want me Then all of this will go away Give me one good reason why I never make a change Baby if you owe me then all of this will go away Uh Uh My friends and family they don't understand. They fear they'll lose so much if you take my hand. But for you, ooh, you, ooh, I'd lose it all. For you, ooh, you, you, I'd lose it all. Give me one good reason why I should never make a change. My, my hidden treasure chest Golden grand piano My beautiful Castillo You, Ooh, you, Ooh, I'd leave it all Ooh, For you, Ooh, you, Ooh, I'd leave it all
0: But it's love Recording in progress. What is wrong? Give me a sign. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me. No more. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me. No more. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me. Love. Baby don't hurt me Baby don't hurt me Don't love me. Don't hurt.
2: Is love. We need more love in Laguna Beach. (laughs) Well, well, there's plenty of love. It just needs to get into all the right spots, all the right places, I I have to say. Craig here, Rainbow Radio, KXFM 104.7, as I am every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. On this beautiful Saturday day where the weather, which is what everyone wants to know right off the bat, is 58 degrees is the scheduled high today. Which um, is um, acceptable considering what the temperature might be in many other locations. Sunshine and clouds mixed. The high 58 winds, a southwest gusting 10 to 20 miles an hour. So, yeah, hold on to your umbrellas. Well, you won't need an umbrella, I suppose, <laughs> but hold on to your hats. Humidity 64%, and uh, the low t- tonight will be 44 degrees. Uh, a crisp 44 degrees for us beach people. We're so, we're so, we're so soft and delicate here. Not really, but and this coming week, we need to know. um, Well, as we do say, we do need water here in California. So it's time to gather some more water. Yep. It's, um, it's going to be, well, Actually, it's going to be mostly partly cloudy with with chances of rain anywhere from uh, 24 to 50%. So there'll be some rain and clouds throughout the week. And not much change. It's going to be the highest going to be around 60 and the low will be uh, uh, the low. What does it say here? In the 40s. Yeah. So 20% swing, 20 degree swing. That's on the Fahrenheit schedule. For those in the u k who you know have to use the royal <laughs> the, the royal royal system we use the uh the royal metric we use the non royal i think that's how it works <laughs> anyway um so rainbow radio what's going on here in you know um <clears throat> If you've been, I'm going to jump right into something that is just foreign to many, many people because I got my curiosity. How many of you have heard, oh, this AI, what is AI? Artificial intelligence. Oh, what's it do? Well, it can drive cars. It, you can predict your, uh, hmm, that's what it, it, can, it can solve problems. It, it's artificial intelligence. So it can be anything that's programmed to help you help mankind Uh, with intelligence and quick responses so uh, if you follow the news lately there's a lot of uh, controversy no in the news that's what they thrive on if there's no controversy they'll develop it or manufacture it that's my opinion so there's a new ie uh artificial intelligence now just just follow me follow along with me lynn (laughs) artificial intelligence um as opposed to genuine, real intelligence, which I think we all are, although some maybe, for some (laughs) oh, I shouldn't say, but for some it's in short supply, uh, and for some others it's in too much supply, I suppose. But anyway, let's say I'm in the happy medium. So artificial intelligence, I decided I'd, I'd do a little research and discover. Well, what the controversy about now is about now that if you're going to uh, say it's your first year of college and you need to write a, a paper on a topic you can go to a uh, a AI portal called chat gpt chat c h a t g as in george p as in paul t as in tom g p t and you you can subscribe for free or you can pay twenty dollars a month, and and I'm not advocating it. Don't get me wrong. I, I went with the free one, and I wanted to, I wanted to check it out. And you type in, uh, you can type any questions like, uh, "Give me," or uh, "Well, let's, what would be a good example." How many cars are manufactured in the United States versus other countries and why? So it will tell you the statistics and manufacturing and, and all the stuff uh, and why. Or how many uh, manufacturing jobs have moved out of the United States. It can be anything. What's the best way? How many variations of apples are there in the United States? And what's the best apple for baking pies? It's a little, it'll tell you. It'll give you a white paper. So they challenged it in some college testing and it scored above average. (laughs) So if you did nothing but sign up for college, even online, and you did all your research through chat GPT, you'd get a passing grade. There arrives, arrives the controversy. But I have to say, if you read the response it does need a little work I I feel um from from being uh as opposed to artificial intelligence and being real intelligence I think we I think we got to admit that if if it's artificial what's the other well there's the real so the real intelligence uh is us and and it can um it can miss like like when we first got GPS it mispronounced all the streets we know so well until uh until it wised up, <laughs> then it got the street names correct and a lot of things. So, that's artificial intelligence in a way. Um, it explains uh, um, a lot of things to your navigation. <coughs> so, I thought I would try this out. Okay, so I ask a question. Um, what uh, What is... <laughs> uh, uh, what what is the? Let me. I'm gonna say. Tell me about like I don't. Know, I don't have the actual word I typed in. It didn't. I didn't print it. But it was something to this effect. Let me know about the gay community in Laguna Beach and their heritage and culture and how they've affected uh, Laguna Beach and their contributions. So i wanted them to write a paper on that so this is what it came up with i'm gonna read it on the air so i this is artificial intelligence folks right here in laguna beach it said laguna beach i'll I'll do my radio voice laguna beach is is a coastal city located in orange county california known for its beautiful beaches scenic coastline and vibrant arts community the city has a long history of, attack, of attracting, attacking, attracting artists and bohemians, which has helped create a supportive and accepting environment for the LGBTQ plus community. The gay culture in Laguna Beach can be traced back to the 1950s and 60s when a small but active community of gay residents and visitors began to form. These early pioneers faced significant challenges, including social stigma and legal persecution, but they found ways to connect with one another and build a supportive, a supportive network of friends and allies. Over the years, the gay community in Laguna Beach has continued to grow and evolve, and today it is widely recognized as one of the most accepting and welcoming places for LGBTQ plus people in the United States. The city is home to the number of gay-friendly businesses, including bars, nightclubs, and restaurants, as well as a thriving arts and cultural scene that celebrates diversity and inclusiveness. Laguna Beach also has played an important role in the larger LBGTQ plus rights movement, with many local residents and organizations working to advance equality and justice for all. The city has hosted numerous pride events and political rallies over the years, and it continues to be a leader in the fight for LGBTQ rights and acceptance. Thank you, Tony Eisman. In conclusion, <laughs> the gay culture in Laguna Beach has a rich and storied history reflecting the struggles, triumphs and ongoing efforts of the LGBTQ people to build a more just and accepting world. Today, the city remains a vibrant and inclusive community that celebrates diversity and empowers all people to live their truth and to be their authentic selves. Wow. (laughs) So I just asked it a question, you know, and and that's what it came up with. So I'm going to submit it and see what kind of grade I get. (laughs) So there you have it, folks. (laughs) No more hours of research on the web. So the controversy is anyone can do this, right? But there is some insight. You need to know, you need to be able to discern what the, the, I guess, what the content of the questions uh, consists of to get the response that you are looking for. Uh, and that sounds kind of dangerous in itself, but if, if you're, studying a certain topic, you need to include all the attributes that you want, if, so you want a full picture on. And then you need to read the article and decide if it, if, um, it is inclusive enough of all the, all the things you want to touch on. And I think in this case, it, was, it seemed pretty inclusive. Uh, and in some cases, there's not a lot of information there, and it, as much as it says as much. So I did another one I hope you're not bored on this one, but, and, and if you want to try it again, it's free chat GPT, just do a Google search chat GPT and it's free. It's a free open source. Um, you can pay $20, which gives you priority and no wait time. If there's high demand, it'll, it'll, it won't respond. It'll say, sorry, too many people are asking too many questions. We can't help you. Typical customer service, you know. So I'm I'm advocate for a power. I, I, I'm letting the cat out of the bag here. I'm a, an advocate for taking Laguna Beach off the power grid. Yes, I said it. Taking Laguna Beach off the power grid. Having its own power source in storage. So I said, why don't I ask <laughs> this artificial intelligence what they have to say about it? Now, mind you, the technology is changing exponentially. Uh, it's uh, uh, what was uh, significant six months ago is no longer. There's a whole new, there's a whole new uh, what, organization in town, so to speak. So power. I ask it the pros and cons of going 100% off-grid and, and energy storage for Laguna Beach, California that was very specific so this was the response are you ready folks (laughs) Uh, again uh, the idea of taking Laguna Beach off the power grid and onto a 100% solar power and energy storage system has the potential to offer several advantages as well as some challenges and drawbacks here are some of the key pros and cons to consider pros Increased energy independence by relying on solar power, power and energy storage, Laguna Beach would be less dependent on external sources of energy, and would have a, have more control over its own energy supply. Hopefully, eliminate the high-powered, the super high-powered power lines in the canyon and mitigate the fire risk. Anyway, it goes on. Uh, another pro is reduction of the carbon footprint. Solar power is clean, renewable energy source that produces no greenhouse gas emissions, makes it an environmentally friendly option for meeting the city's energy needs. How about that? It would also another benefit would also mean that if you live here, you probably wouldn't want to bother putting solar on the top of your house since the city has it for everyone in the city and it's much more affordable power then off the power grid, but I go on. That's another whole topic. Okay, another another pro they list here. Cost savings. Solar power can be less expensive than traditional energy sources in the long term. And energy storage systems can help the city manage its energy consumption and reduce overall energy costs. Uh, another pro. Increased resiliency. Hmm. By having its own energy supply, Luguna Beach would be less vulnerable to power outages, caused brownouts. Can you say brownouts? <laughs> caused by natural disasters or other events that could disrupt the power grid. Brownouts. And now here come the cons. Gotta have the cons. We had the pros. High upfront costs. The costs of transitioning to 100% solar power and energy storage system can be significant. They don't get too particular here. And the city may need to invest in new infrastructure and equipment, yeah, probably some. Mm-hmm. Technical challenges. The technology and infrastructure required to support a solar power energy storage system can be complex. And the city may need to overcome technical challenges and obstacles along the way. Yeah, it's all doable. Limited energy capacity. Energy storage systems can only store a limited amount of energy, and the city may need to find ways to manage its energy consumption during these times when the sun is not shining or energy demand is high. <coughs> Another con. Potential loss of reliability. Solar power and energy st- st- storage systems can be subject to technical malfunctions or other issues that could cause disruptions in energy Supply making it important to have a backup systems in place, and in closing, overall, the decision to take Laguna Beach off the power grid and onto a one hundred percent solar power and energy storage system would involve a careful consideration of the potential benefits and drawbacks, as well as a comprehensive assessment of the costs and challenges involved well, well said so, so um you know, rightfully so. It is a topic. Um, now, the with uh, the mega solar packs that are are now being produced here in California uh, by Tesla, actually, are, uh, are, are much more affordable than they were just six months or a year ago. And the the answer to the power shortage or running out of power is that you would simply have enough power storage. Uh, equipment that the the probability of running out would be like one in you know ten thousand or hundred thousand or two million whatever. So what I'm saying is a a study would need to look at all of that. But anyway, I found that interesting about artificial intelligence. So if you're curious again and you want to know, you want to ask it a question it's chat gpt or or you're struggling with that paper <laughs> at uci or uh i don't know saddleback anywhere and you um, but uh, be warned they're they're trying to develop software that can detect if you've uh plagiarized uh artificial intelligence for your own i but you know i i i, I take it back to this they say it is it's something to augment the real intelligence, artificial intelligence, to, to help it think bigger and wider. And, and I remember, I remember when I was in grade school, and I hated uh, multiplication tables and division tables and all that stuff we had to memorize, you know, because I, I have to say it is helpful to know some of the basics, but it got a little complicated. So, I had this little pencil container slot with a slide rule calculator for multiplication and division. And you could slide it down, look at the numbers, and it would give you the answer. Well, my teacher took it away from me because that was cheating. <laughs> you go to a school now... <laughs> You know, if a kid, if a student doesn't have access to a computer and all the wizardry that it brings, a lot more than a slide rule to calculate multiplication, <laughs> the world has ch- changed. And the computer has uh, broadened the scope and enlightened the masses, I think, with information that was never there before. And so, I don't know. Attitudes and times change. I, I kind of feel that this... Why, while we need to be careful with the content and, and, and it should be vetted on some level um, the if you're putting your name on it, you better understand every sentence, every detail and you better better verify some of the key points made in it uh, because it's your it's your name and your reputation and uh, yeah so that's my dissertation on ai how about that i think we need to we need to cleanse our palate a little bit now so i will take a short music break and we'll be back with on this week in history Oh, that's a remake of a Sting song, "Fields of Gold," and I love it. It's uh, an instrumental from. Uh, well, it was released uh, as um, "Foreplay." <coughs> Foreplay was the is the artist group, and it was KKSF, San Francisco. When during the it's uh, a long story. Anyway, Foreplay, I love it. Anyway, February. This is—is uh, is this the eleventh? Yep, I got the right date. <laughs> on this day in history, February eleventh, in nineteen sixty-five, in the fair city of San Francisco, a trial for four people arrested at a council uh, at the Council on Religion and Homosexuals New Year's Ball. The judge orders the jury to find the defendants not guilty. This decision is widely seen as a turning point for the homophile movement rights flight for movement's flight flight for gay and lesbian civil rights. So that was nineteen sixty five. They were still arresting people in San Francisco for being homosexual, Brian Rodriguez and uh moving on to 1967 in a follow-up action to the los angeles black cat demonstration on new year's eve around 40 picketers demonstrated in front of the black cat in coordination with hippies and other counterculture groups who had been targeted by police for harassment and violence that was a um <clears throat> i suppose well, the Black Cat had quite a history up in L.A. I don't remember, recall all the history, but Google it. Black Cat, L.A. And moving along to February 12th, in 1976, gay actor, and who, what movie was he in? <laughs> oh, gosh. Sal Minio is stabbed to death in the garage of his West Hollywood apartment building at 8569 Holloway Drive. He's only 37 years old. The crime goes unsolved for a number of years until his murderer, Lionel Ray Williams, is caught and convicted. He was with James Dean in Rebel Without a Cause, and uh, I have to say, he played the pathetic homosexual, which was so often cast in Hollywood, and he was infatuated with James Dean, his character, and uh, yeah, he died in the movie. And sadly, he died at 37 years old in L.A. in 1976. Um, I don't know if it was gay-related or it was just a uh, wrong place at the wrong time. I won't speculate on that. Moving along to 1982, Making Love <gasps> opens nationwide. Producers timed the release of the film with Valentine's Day weekend. Hmm. In response to complaints about the film's depiction of gay love, star Harry Hamlin rather... Prescinctly precinctly comments <clears throat> The more radical elements of the gay culture Are going to be disappointed All by the film that's coming out now Sponsored by the major studios A lot of these people feel they were, They're way beyond where the films take us But the more intelligent Know that it has to be A groundbreaking ceremony For what it is so I I I agree. I I think yeah. It's, I mean it's kind of like <laughs> you don't want to move too fast, but you want to because you should. But you don't want to move too fast because you might not. You might lose everyone. So and moving along to 2004, city officials in San Francisco, California. California, yes it is, began issuing marriage licenses to homosexual couples and performed the first known civil marriage of a homosexual couple in the U.S. by marrying the homosexual activist lesbian couple Del Martin and Phyllis Lyon. Over 80 couples were given quick ceremonies. I know a couple that got married during one, it was one of those 80 couples. And then that's when all heck broke loose. <laughs> And they got the ballot measure. They tried to ruin it, and that was uh, that was our current governor, uh, Gavin Newsom, who was then the then the mayor of San Francisco, and he instructed the uh, clerk, city clerks, to accept uh, same-sex marriage license applications. Very controversial. I have to think that. Um, being Gavin Newsom's father was a judge, and, and he himself has as, uh, got his attorney credentials, that it wasn't kind of a haphazard thing, "Oh, by the way, why don't you marry some gay people?" No, I think there was, this was thought out, and um, yeah, so that's, but that's, that's just me. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> Moving along to February 13th, one day before, what is that day, the 14th? It's singles Awareness Day. That's what I call it. Singles Awareness Day. Be aware of who is single. <laughs> they send them a card for Christ's sake, So <laughs> Just tell them you love them. Anything. Show some compassion. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, the 14th. Anyway, moving back to the 13th. In 1972, a film version of Kander and Ebb's Cabaret, based on Christopher Isherwood's writings about his time in pre-war, World War II Berlin, has its world premiere in New York City. Unlike the stage version, the film version adheres slightly more closely to the source material and portrays Michael York's character, Brian, based on Isherwood himself as bisexual. Definitely some Sexual uh, mix up things there going. I made it very interesting for me. I don't know. It was a great movie, Cabaret, and uh, with Joe Gray. In 1990, 13 airmen are expelled from the U.S. Air Force after a four month investigation into homosexual activity at the Carswell Air Force Base in Texas. Really? Um don't like a witch hunt to me. In, 19, in 2012, Washington State becomes the seventh U.S. state to legalize gay marriage. Yay. <clears throat> Moving along to f- February 14th, Singles Awareness Day, also known as Valentine's Day. In 1984, in Sydney, Australia, Elton John marries, oh, recording tech, Renate Bla ale. Close friends claim he has found a cover, not a lover. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well, you got to watch the movie. In 1988, three lesbian guests on the Oprah Winfrey Show are introduced as women who hate men. Oh, please. I know a lot of lesbians. They don't hate men. They might not be terribly interested in them, but they don't hate them. Okay, moving along, February 15th, on this day in history, William Fredkin's Cruising, oh, I remember that one, that was a poor, poor portrayal, it was unrealistic, opens nationwide and is blasted by the critics, gay and straight, for its depiction of homosexuality, but also, as one critic puts it, its narrative loopholes and unconvincing plot twists. Okay, I guess it all was rolled it in together. In 1983, lesbian playwright Jane Chambers, A Late Show and Last Summer at Bluefish Cove, dies of a brain tumor at the age of 45. In 1989, Los Angeles Jury awards Rock Hudson's ex-lover Mark Christian 2 $21.75 million in damages for the emotional distress he claims to have suffered upon learning that Hudson had AIDS. The award is later reduced to $5.5 million. Oh, I don't know if I have any thoughts on that. Moving along to February 16th, uh, on this day in history for this coming week, on uh in 1990, famed pop artist Keith Haring, oh, that was so sad, dies of AIDS at 31. Six months earlier, he had been quoted as saying, the hardest thing is just knowing that there's so much more stuff to do. He started in New York by with his black and white pencil kind of like drawings and became very, very, very popular in his short, his short, life here and moving on to january or february this is february 17th in 1989 chicago's new gay rights ordinance takes effect it mandates fines up to 500 dollars for discrimination based on sexual orientation that's chicago in 1989 did you zach <laughs> did you hear that Alex, did you hear that? In Chicago. Yeah. Yay, Chicago. <laughs> We're all good for Chicago. So that's that concludes on this day in history. And there is so much more news going on. I, I got to talk a little bit local. Um, first of all, uh, it's so sad, the sad episode going on. With the physician Michael, uh, and the, if you read his obituary, um, Mamon, his um, what a rich, wonderful life, and what a tragic loss. And um, the perpetrator now is is claiming. I think he's just trying to sound crazy so he doesn't get executed or whatever. Trying to be crazy, but saying he's, uh, you know, Christ, and uh, it, it was his duty, and if they understood, they would let him walk out of uh, prison, out of jail, because he's, uh, he's doing it for everyone, and yada, yada, yada. Just really, really a sad, sad thing. And every time I drive into town, I see a white bicycle and all the flowers there at that intersection of PCH and Crown Valley. It is rather. Sense chills up my spine that such a bright, shining star and comet could be snuffed so easily by one um, oppressed—I know, I, no, I won't say oppressed—one person, deranged and uh, without conscience, I suppose. But I move along to some more disturbing news. <laughs> Sorry. Huntington Beach, Huntington Beach, well, you gotta, well, what can you say? Huntington Beach could ban pride flags on city property. Well, they uh, did ban it uh, uh, in front of City Hall. Huntington Beach, a new ordinance that would allow only the American flag, um, the state of California flag, at the city of Huntington Beach flag to be flown, displayed on property has been proposed, and it was approved by council member Pat Burns and was heard on Tuesday at a regular meeting. It was approved. And I'm reading that this was was the lead up to it. The Republican councilman, (coughs) a former Long Beach Police Department lieutenant, told KABC 7 Eyewitness News, special flags or recognition flags of some sort that aren't governmental or representative of the community. Wait, I take issue representative of the community. As one, as one, the community is not one. The community is diverse and diversity is power. I don't believe has space in our government flagpoles, he said. Well, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Burns said... The only exception would be the prisoner of war and missing in action flag that honors those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for this country. So many of the men gave all and to uh, give the rights we enjoy today. Hmm. Although he did not specifically call out the pride flag, Burns stated that a staff report explaining his reasoning for the request the city council huntington beach should avoid actions that could easily or mistakenly be perceived as divisive now while for some it's divisive i think the message is i say the rainbow flag um i i i i dismiss that the gay flag it's been coined the gay flag it's like it's like the affordable care act is the obamacare you know it's not obamacare it's the affordable care act um it's about taking care of our our community our neighbors uh, and who we are it's not obama's you know yeah yes he worked hard to make it happen but it was all legislature and all the people that worked out the details and put it together and made it happen and, and are implementing it you know so uh I don't. I like to call it the gay flag. I I feel that the colors of the rainbow and Rainbow Radio is is represents diversity, and there's a color. Every color in the rainbow is there, literally, to share diversity within the community. So it's 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 not a militant anti uh, divisive message. It's an inclusive and supportive message to all cultures, all people. And celebrating diversity and celebrating who we are individually is the message I feel. So, with that, I will say, and I was in the news this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, yeah, I know, I know, I'm such a media whore. <laughs> uh, because I propo- brought a proposal before city council to have a rainbow-colored, rainbow colors of diversity applied to one of the six lifeguard towers that are coming, new ones that are coming to Laguna Beach as Laguna Beach City takes back the use, or the, uh, not sea, takes back the management of the beach beaches within the city limits. They had been, um, I would guess farmed out's not the best word, but they've been put out to the county to manage. And recently they uh, the city uh, drew drew them back within the city jurisdiction, and so they're, they're purchasing to upgrade the safety and, and um, support the community and the use of the beaches in a safe and harmless manner. They're providing more lifeguard towers, which I think is great. And my suggestion was we, uh, the gay community, the LGBTQ community, was have a fundraiser and buy a lifeguard tower only to discover that six new ones were being purchased. So the city said, uh, the city council, and I presented it to city council, were un- unanimously supportive uh, verbally. It wasn't voted on, but they gave verbal yes, thumbs up. And it became, uh, the, the I guess, the direction it went is, well, why don't we uh, support one of the lifeguard towers with rainbow colors. And so that was accepted. And um, there was donation. It didn't cost the city anything, a dime, not a zero. (laughs) The city has made no financial support in it. Two two people in the community donated money to have the um, colors applied to one of the towers and in fact hermosa beach has one venice beach santa monica beach long beach i'm leaving one out i think there's four a total of four <clears throat> of rainbow pride lifeguard towers again expressing diversity and support of a diverse and inclusive community <clears throat> even the flag above orange county fairgrounds has a rainbow flag that flies there year round in support of diversity and inclusiveness, which I think is fabulous. And if you ever go to the Orange County Fair, <clears throat> the attendees are the most diverse, culturally diverse group of people. Um, it's quite a it's quite a it's quite an experience. So I went in. Um, there was a nice article written about that it was approved and the donations are there and will hopefully be out this uh in the next couple of months it will be there and i was hoping that in this summer coming summer when we have our pride festival date yet to be determined we're still working on that we have some issues with the date we had (coughs) it conflicted with West Hollywood's Pride Festival, which they had surprised us all, so we have to look at a separate date, and we're trying to secure a location before we make an announcement. So we're we're close, probably. Uh, I think the middle of March we'll know, and can and can tout about it, which is pretty quick. So anyway, back to Long Beach. While other communities seem to be supportive, Long Beach—I mean, Huntington Beach—is moving uh, away from it. Although uh, City Councilman Burns uh, specifically did not call out the pride flag, the staff explained the reasons for his request. <coughs> um, uh, he did—they want to avoid actions that could be divisive. Uh, we are a co- a one community with many different cultures and people. Well, that's what it celebrates, you dummy. All are equally valued members of our community, and none are to be treated differently or discriminated against. Yeah, that's what the flag is about. Someone needs to explain it to him. <laughs> Maybe <coughs> there is some misperception there. Um, is that the real word? Um, but, yeah, that's not what it's about. Uh, it goes on. Uh, many Republicans and conservatives view the display, uh, display of the LGBTQ flag as divisive, come, some stating moral objections to affirming LGBTQ plus people as represented by displaying the flag. <clears throat> According to the H- Huntington Public Beach Affairs Manager Jennifer Carey, the flag was previously proved is the only other banner approved by members of the Council for Civic Display. In an interview with the Los Angeles Times, Kerry told The Times that the first city the city first hosted a pride uh, flag on May in may twenty second, the birthday of the former San Francisco supervisor Harvey Melk, uh, who was fatally shot in seventy eight after the city council voted six to zero. In May, three meetings to keep the banner flag throughout the month of June to mark LGBTQ Pride Month. <clears throat> Defending his proposal, Byrne says, We're one community with different cultures. Of course, he already said that. Anyway, I, I, I'm not going to go on anymore. Anyway, that's what's going on there. And that's not cool. Sorry. Now, <clears throat> So I have some other news here. This is Craig if you've just tuned in on KXFM 104.7, Laguna Beach's uh, FM radio station with what human human crafted radio. Of course, it's not artificial, is it? <laughs> Wait, we don't want to go there. Artificial radio. Oh my gosh. Uh, so some good news. Ben LaBolt. Do you know who Ben LaBolt is? Ben LeBolt named the first gay White House communications director. How about that? Washington. The White House announced Friday that Ben LeBolt will become the first openly gay White House communications director, succeeding Kate Bedingfield, who is expected to leave the end of February. Bedingfield is expected to work on Biden's. Um, upcoming re-election campaign, although the president has yet to announce his intentions to seek another term in office. Her leaving the White House communications post comes shortly after White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain, the president's top executive advisor, uh, announced their departure from the White House. Benningfield, who served as... uh, Oh, we don't... Anyway... So that's that's great. LeBolt comes with extensive political experience, having served the, uh, on the past three presidential campaigns, including as a senior national spokesman for Obama-Biden in 2008, as the, as the Obama-Biden campaign national press secretary in 2012. So congratulations to Ben LeBolt. He's got a very handsome picture of him there on C-SPAN. In his new communications director at the White House, LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Some other news here. Nicole Kahn, who loves to make movies, she has a new movie out. It's called Coming Out for Love. Uh, the first ever reality lesbian dating show in the us because at some point we were, <laughs> you were involved and contacted okay <clears throat> so there's a there's a screening coming up um but you can go to YouTube and watch a preview and again um it is some lesbian love stories uh It's the global kickoff and premiere is on Valentine's Day. How about that? How appropriate. Coming out for love. And the um, film creator is Nicole Kahn. N-I-C-O-L-E-C-O-N-N Films. She's the writer and director. I've had her on the station, by the way. (coughs) It's been a while and we interviewed her and uh, her movies and, and what she's done. So, uh, Nicole, congratulations on your new movie, Coming Out for Love. Um, you can watch uh, it on YouTube. You can search for it. There's a website, NicoleConFilmsGlobal.com. And uh, I'm glad that it's, it says uh, it's primarily lesbian-focused love story. Is that cool? Very cool. (laughs) So there you have it. Uh, I'm moving along with more news here, and I found this disturbing in Tennessee. Tennessee and Missouri, some states out there. So, uh, did you hear what's happening in New York? (laughs) In the gay bar scene they would um, you know, go in and find an attractive person who looked like they might have money, well-dressed, well-mannered, had good, uh, you know, buying lots of drinks. But And they'd slip them a Mickey, which is an old term for put, give them drugs. And then they would, um, while they weren't looking or they were passed out, they would take their phone access their data and all the stuff that they could essentially clone it i guess and then they give the phone back to them and the person would never know you know they go about their business and then days later strange things would start happening like you know tens of thousands of dollars would be transferred or moved because a lot of people have a lot of information on their phones including their bank accounts and transfers and passwords held in memory and uh by the time you find out that someone has all that information you're not very well protected and uh yes it's fraud but it's going to be hard to to bring it all back so that's going on and i guess the fbi has found there's a pattern of this going on and they're trying to sort it all out and i do hope they get to the bottom of it soon what a a crappy thing to do anyway speaking of crappy (laughs) (laughs) let's go to tennessee uh i'm sorry i always thought tennessee was a great maybe it is but everywhere there's something that we probably don't subscribe to tennessee set to pass a law that restricts get this it restricts drag shows go go on come on really (laughs) the legislation would expand the definition of adult cabaret in tennessee's law to include that such adult-oriented performances that are harmful to minors. So, if you want to do a drag show at a local bar, it's considered like pornography and harmful to minors, and it could only be done in a strip mall <laughs> where it's you're licensed as a pornography. Essentially what it is. Uh, legislation designed to restrict where certain drag shows can take place past Tennessee State Senate, uh, Thursday, the latest bill, state Republican Republican leaders have advanced targeting LGBTQ people. State lawmakers voted twenty six to six in favor of the bill with only Democrats opposing. Imagine that. The bill is slightly different version from moving it, ha, it has a slightly different version moving through the House chambers. Under the Senate's bill, the words drag show are not explicitly stated. Instead, Both legislation would expand the definition of adult cabaret in Tennessee's law to include that such adult-oriented performance that are harmful to minors as defined in Tennessee's obscenity law. So they changed the obscenity law. The legislation then bans adult cabarets from taking place on public property or in a location where minors might be present. So if you want to have a drag queen on pride parade float they will be arrested in Tennessee and thrown in jail because they're harmful to minors. You get that? <laughs> I don't know what that's going to do, but what about being harmful to the drag queen and the drag queen's followers and their rights? Uh, um, but we don't have, uh, we don't want to have the door open that they can go to see advertent nudity and sexual acts or depiction of sexual acts, said Republican Becky Massey. I'm sorry that that's not what Tennessee is about. In Tennessee and across the country, drag has been cast in a false light by right-wing activists and politicians who complain that the sexualization or grooming of children... This is just... Get people... Excited about non-important stuff. So anyway, that's going on in Tennessee. In moving along to Missouri, where I had a 12-year job, corporate office was in Missouri. They discovered I was a known homosexual and my employment ended. So I'm not very happy with Missouri at this point after 12 years. So uh, State Senator Mike Moon is proposed a bill, K, uh, kindergarten through 12, you can't, the, he wants the don't say gay law. So say you're um, in the eighth grade, I think, what are you, 13 or 14? And you're questioning what, uh, why someone has two dads, and you ask the teacher, what's it all about? The teacher, oh, 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 I can't talk about that. No, you can't talk about that. What kind of message does it send to that kid? <coughs> uh, Moon's bill is similar to the one passed uh, last year in Florida that received national attention. The Florida's Don't Say Gay Law restricts classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in grades uh, K, kindergarten through third grade. And that goes beyond that, what the law defines as developmentally appropriate. So why they say it's K through three, they also add the developmentally appropriate clause in there, which is very ambiguous. So uh, the Missouri version is broader, impacting public and charter schools from K-12, only allowing discrimination... Only allowing discussion of gender and sexual orientation by a licensed mental health provider with parental permission. Well, at least they left that in there. (laughs) I think someone's texting me. No? (laughs) Say, Cooley, play some more music. We're tired of listening to you. You know, that that happens too. (laughs) Oh, well. Um, Yeah. Anyway, it is uh, at the bewitching hour. Oh, my time is up, and I'd amaze not here. I was going to welcome her and say many fabulous things. I miss her already. She'll be back next week, I'm sure. Anyway, this is Craig on Rainbow Radio, KXFM 104.7. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you have a suggestion for programming, whether it be music or whether it be musical artists or whether it be local news or local personality that i need to have on the show and and discuss all the pertinent things that that we want to know um let me know craig at rainbow-radio.com craig at rainbow-radio.com thanks for tuning in and we hope you're back next week again and the week after that and the week after that right up to pride in june which is not that far away enjoy your day Go out to the Saturday Market here in Laguna Beach. Stock up on all the healthy alternatives to fast food and enjoy the day. Thank you. Love you all. Thanks for tuning in.